Thank you, guys. Today we're going to talk about a very uh, good topic, and also it's very important for uh, our church. And I'm going to talk about guards in private and guards in public. Uh, I'll repeat it again. This is the theme of my message, guards in private and guards in public. So before I move forward, I want to start with this statement. Never engage guards in public when he didn't engage you in private. I'll repeat this. Never engage guards in public when he didn't engage you in private. These are some of the big mistakes the church is doing today. For example, a preacher standing, he has been used by God so powerfully. But one day, he'll just stand in front of people and say, okay, bring all the lame people, the blind people, bring them. They will be healed. Because he's feeling like to say that. So you engaging God in public, why he didn't engage you in private? So something very dangerous can happen to you. <laughs> it means you may not see what you have been expecting. That's why you see some other people, they start things and they don't know how to finish them. And I've started my preaching with a story of a great pastor, but he started very well with God. He was humble and he was really used by God. God was using him and he was really, really powerful in everything he was doing. But as he was growing, he started changing and becoming so proud and he started losing those good characters. He reached to a level where if you call him and say, you invite him, Pastor, can you come and preach at our church? He will ask you the first question. Tell me the intendance of the church. How many people are in your church? So he, can come, he can't come and preach in a church with few people like us. No. He decided to preach only in front of 500 people going up. That was the first thing. And the second one, he'll give you so many conditions for him to come and preach. So because he was so famous, people decided at least to do what he was asking. The people were able to do, they were doing that. They were really making sure they have 500 people minimum. They were making sure they give him the money he wanted just so I can come and preach. So one day he went to a church and he was standing at front. Before they gave him the time to preach, the pastor of the church stood and started saying, Now! We're going to welcome the powerful man of God, the anointed one, the one who is working with God. And the, when the pastor was saying that, the, more, the man was doing this. You see, it means he was ready for miracles and all those things. Here comes the time. They gave him a microphone. Then he took a microphone and he said, you guys must learn how to welcome men of God. So I'll go out. Then I'll come in. And you must celebrate me because I'm an anointed man of God. Okay. And he went out. So you know how to celebrate him is when he's coming in, everybody stand up and they start clapping for him. And he was coming in. <laughs> like me. Then you clapping for me. Please, please. Amen. So he went there at front, back to the pulpit and he took a microphone. Then he said, I can feel the presence of God. You all going to be touched from this side up to this other side. And from today, you get to know that I'm a man of God. 
I'm a powerful man of God. He didn't even preach. Close your eyes and start feeling the power and the presence of God. You know, people they know is famous. People close their eyes. So there were an old lady who was at the back there, right at the door. So the man of God start now doing those things. Maybe you other other people don't know it. He start doing this. Like usually, maybe I know if he does that, things were happening, right? And he start doing the same things. Touch, touch, touch. Five minutes, nothing. It's coming. Ten minutes, nothing. Get ready, the spirit is coming. Fifteen minutes, nothing. I can feel the spirit coming now. He will touch you from the back there. Twenty minutes, twenty-five. You know, people can be patient for 10 minutes. But when it's up to 15 minutes and it's so quiet, you know what happened? They start doing like what I did during worship. <laughs> Are we together? I want you to listen. This story is very important. So the guy noticed that people were opening their eyes. Then he say, whoever going to open his eyes will be cursed. Here, close your eyes. And all the people close their You know, people are afraid of men of God. Eh? The anointed one, and people close their eyes. But that old lady I told you, she said, no, 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 no. Today, I need to see what's going to happen. You know what happened to the past? Because nothing happened. He pressed himself so much before. Then he had no choice than running. He took his microphones and invited the choir. We need a song to invite the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Let your glory, people in a very deep worship. He took his microphones, the pastor, and starts calling. You know what he did? He managed to cross the, all the lines. He was right at the door. When he wanted to go out, that old lady cast him. Man of God, I wish you could come in the way you're going out now. <laughs> come on, put your hands together. <laughs> the lady told him, I wish you could come in the way you are going out now. You could see wonders happening. Never engage God in public when he didn't engage you in private. We are, we are not all called to be prophets. We have different gifts. You see, like me, I have my, my way of preaching. And I love the way of Pastor Andy's preaching. We are like the same. We don't sweat here. So... So, you know, the day I would try like to change things and start doing those kind of things, I may be in trouble. So, it's always good to respect the chair that they gave you. When you go to a party, they say, you sit here. Please sit there. Don't say, no, 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 no. I'm too big. I can't sit here. You go there at front. You'll find yourself even out. We're going to open our Bibles. We're in First Kings chapter 17. Oh, did you enjoy that short story? Yeah, good. So I'm praying and say, God, <laughs> help me to, <laughs> to come in <laughs> being so humble <laughs> so that I can go out people now. <laughs> I, I don't want to be like that, that pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love the story. Yeah, so we are in First King. <laughs> yeah, it's this story is just so funny. 
<laughs> I must tell you myself that pastor out. <laughs> Just forgive me. You know, <laughs> when he found himself outside. <laughs> uh, let's open our Bibles. <laughs> We're in First Kings chapter 17. So I'm going to read from uh, verse 2. Then the word of the Lord come to Elijah. Live here, turn stored and hide in the carried ravine. I don't know. Am I doing it right? Oh, thank you, Fizz. Thank you, Ellen, too. My teacher, she's there. She'll correct me when we go home, <laughs> east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and have directed, I have directed a rivens to supply you with food. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the carried ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook. Hallelujah. You may not really understand um, this story but when you take a chance you go at home, please you can read from, it's always good to read the Bible, you can start from chapter 16 then you read, you understand all these things. So there were time in Israel where Elijah uh, find himself in a situation where uh the king was just leading people astray from the will of God. And he was so oh, unhappy with that way of doing things. Then he decided to declare that there won't be rain for many years. How many years? Are you sure? Check it. <laughs> right. So that's not the big problem. So my message today is, you know, after saying that, there were no rain because God respects the words of his servant. But at the same time, God decided to provide something for Elijah. Then he sent him somewhere and God started providing food for Elijah. I'm just trying to make it very simple and easy. And I'm taking you somewhere you understand one thing. You know, when God tells you something... And you follow it exactly the way he told you. You see only the good results. I'll repeat this again. When you follow so carefully what God told you, you succeed. Amen. If God tells you, go at lot of the nation and pray for this person. And if you follow it the way he told you, let me assure you that the solution will come. If God tells you, go and pray for pray for this sick person, you go and follow exactly the way God told you, the person will be healed. Because God is a God of principles and whenever we follow his principles, we have success. The whole world was created by a simple word of God. That's the way God is. He will never change his word. He keeps his words. That makes him to be faithful and that makes him to be God. Because if God could be changing at all the time, he couldn't be God today. He could have become I don't know what. But because he is a God who never changed, he is there, he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Because he told Elijah, go to this place. God, whenever God speaks, he speaks with precision. I want the church to understand this. God will never tell you, I will come... In this period of time, no, 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 no. God will come and tell you, I will come in October 20. 
and October 20, God will come. Hallelujah. So because Elijah followed what God told him, what God's promise was fulfilled, he was fed that day. He found food and water to drink. I repeat again, never engage God in public when he didn't engage you in private. Don't forget this. Otherwise, you'll be like that pastor. Amen. So then we open our Bibles again in Acts chapter 19, verse 15. So our first reading was in the Old Testament, and now we are in the New Testament. I will read. It's always good to read with all these mistakes so that I can improve my English. Thank you. One day the evil spirits answered them, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know about. But who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Hallelujah. This is a story of a few guys who decided to do a funny thing. They wanted to joke with what they don't joke with. These guys, they found someone who was possessed by evil spirits. Because I'm sure they've been watching Paul doing things. Paul was praying a certain way that they start copying Paul. And they wanted to go and try it. But they forget that this is WWE. They're telling you, don't do this at home. You just watch. <laughs> but don't do this at home. There are some of the things you don't need to go and try. Because you'll be in trouble. Like casting out demons is not something to joke with. You must understand what you're doing before you go and do it. So these boys, they went and found someone who was possessed. And they wanted to copy Paul. The new Paul was saying, get out in Jesus' name. And the demon will go, will obey Paul and leave the body. So one day Paul was not there. They said, okay, this is an opportunity because they wanted to be famous. Most of the people who are doing those things, they are famous. Those prophets who are casting demons, they are so famous. So these boys, they wanted to be like Benny Inn. They wanted to be like all those great men of God. And they found a platform. They said, okay, let's try to exercise ourselves. And they wanted to cast out the demon. Paul, before he came and cast out demons, he was engaged by God. God found him on his way. We call that city Damas. I don't know in English how you call it. Damascus. Good. God met with him there. And God took his time to engage him in private before he sent him out. But these boys, they never been engaged by God in private. They wanted to engage God in public. They wanted to cast demons in public. But as I'm reading my Bible, something serious happened. The demon they wanted to cast, cast them now. The Bible said the man jumped on them and beat them so seriously that they ran from that place naked. I'm asking myself, what kind of beating is that? That they beat you and you lost even your clothes. <laughs> Hallelujah. They were so seriously beaten and they ran naked. So now in public, people were like, oh, these are the guys who are trying to cast a demon, right? So these, these boys, they found themselves like that pastor, but the pastor was lucky because they didn't beat him. 
So if you compare these two verses that we have been reading, we read this story of Elijah, you see how God is faithful. If God sent you, he's after his words to accomplish that. If God engaged you in private, he'll be there to defend you in public. And sometimes, even you just say something that he didn't say. But because he's the one who engaged you, he'll fulfill that. Nobody, God didn't tell Elijah to call the prophet of Baal and ask for fire to come. You'll never see that. This came from Elijah. But because God engaged him, God was after his word and he fulfilled that. But with these boys, they wanted to joke with something they don't joke with. Then they were beaten and they ran naked. Church, why am I bringing this kind of message? Our church is, today, we are looking at this church like a small church. But our church is growing each and every day. Our church is becoming a big church. In a few years, we may be more than what we are here. Say amen to this prophecy. So it's like you don't believe that God engaged me in in private. He did engage me in private. (laughs) Amen. So we must be really prepared. The first thing to do is to seek for the engagement of God in private. We need to be a church that is taking time with God. And for that to start, it must start with each and everyone in his individual life. In my life, I create a mood where I'm in an intimacy with God, myself. My wife does the same, and my brothers and sisters do the same, and then we become that strong church. We're full of people who have been engaged by God. That's why if we stand and we say, God, we want this for America. Because God engaged us, that's only when we'll see the fulfillment of what we'll declare. Elijah was able to declare for the fire to come from up there and burn that gift because he was engaged by God. And God will never let you down. If he engages you, he will respect even everything you say. He'll be after your word. Especially when he knows that it's all about his interest. That's the problem with God. God wanna be present in everything we are doing. If it is for his glory, God is ready to do something. So I brought this message to help you and me to seek for the intimacy with our God. Let's be a church that is spending more time with God. In private, not in public. You know, God, God is just amazing when you're spending some time with him in private. That's why he will teach you so many things. Moses, before he go and meet Pharaoh, he had to meet with God in private first. And God taught him how to do things. He do this leprosy. It's okay. He took his stick. He threw it down. It become a snake. And he pick it up. It's now a stick again. All those things will be done in private, not in public. If you want to be a good player, soccer player, you need to be training yourself very well in private. So when you are very well trained in private, you can come in public and do wonders. We don't want a church which is trying to do things all in public. God didn't even send you, but you ask us to stand up and you promise us that the Spirit will touch us. We'll stand here and waiting for the Spirit Five minutes, 10, 15, 20. Then we end up by opening our eyes and nothing will happen. 
We want pastors who are really powerful because they've been engaged by God in private. We all can be stars in public, but in private it's very difficult to be a star because in private you know yourself better. If God sends you, you must know it. Did you get anything from this message today? Amen. Hallelujah. We are preparing a church to grow. We are like building, but before we go up, we are trying to go down first. We go deep so that our building may be strong enough to resist. If we just start going up, a small wind can just blow and the house will fall. We need Christians who are spending time. When we are meeting on Wednesday, are you sure you are busy you are at work? It's just a question. Other people, when we are meeting on Wednesday, worshiping God and praying, they are playing games at home. Other people are just sleeping for no reason. And other people are just working in their area for no reason. But when is the church going to understand that we are all called to be servants of God? The church must understand that whenever you receive Jesus, you have the power to cast demons. You don't need a pastor to come and cast a demon. You have that power. But by one condition, seek for God to engage you in private. Then you need time to pray. You need time to have an intimacy with God. You need time to read the word of God. You need time to go and fellowship with your brothers seeking for the presence of God. I wish that pastor could come in so humble in that church. He could go out with all the praises. But because he came in with all those praises, he went out like a thief trying to hide himself. We want our church to be powerful in our future. Even though today we look like weak the way we are, but we are not what we have seen with our eyes. We are a powerful church because God has given us his spirits. And the spirit of God is the most important things we need. Even though you're not feeling like you say, no, when Pastor Peace is preaching, I don't feel like my body is shaking. The spirit of God is not there. That guy doesn't have fire. No, I don't need you to feel that. I just want you to have the assurance that God is in this church. Hallelujah. This was my short message today. God in public, God in private, in, in private, and God in public. When you deal very well with God in private, even in public, you won't be ashamed because God is a faithful God. He honors his word. May God bless you as I'm asking all of us to stand and we're going to pray. I always trust God. I trust the God who is able to teach you more than what I just taught you tonight. I trust in a God who can change my broken English and make it very clear so that you can understand what he wants you to know and to understand. I trust in a God who can add what I didn't add. I trust in a God who can cover all my mistakes and make them so clearly so his church can grow. That is the God I trust. And I want you to pray and say, God, help me. To have some times with you in private. Today we are a church that we can't even do five minutes worshiping God. We don't have words. But we want the world to know that we have God here. How are they going to know when we don't spend time with God? Let's seek for his presence. Thank you God.